0: So much is happening. I have someone coming to fix the floors because I'm still having a child in a few months. And I've also now survived Tropical Storm Claudette, which might be what I name the next child or just get really cool tattooed. Which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that quizzes you to find out who Raph is working for. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. As as Raph, how are you doing this fine evening? I'm
1: great. It's been a while since we've been on a show together talking
0: we've been (laughs) i was legit gone for 15 days and you have been legit busy Mm -hmm. it's your effing birthday though it is today no we need to take a quick moment to just celebrate rafa Sparza, who is definitively one of the most charismatic, hardworking, brilliant people in the entertainment industry and congruently the MMA commentary community. Those are just your professional accolades. As a person, we could talk about you until I get a little sobbish. And I should warn you, I've become a bit more of a crier since the pregnancy begun. And I don't know how far you want me to take this. You're very important to all of us. There's so many people that talk about Raph. If you know him in his life and and the kindness and joy, and the lovely honesty, Raph, happy birthday! I really forget how old you are because at times I just you seem like you have the energy of a spry 24 year old at all times it's annoying you sleep like that too but then you don't drink like someone who's in their 50s so it's such a balance
1: it really is it's it's a hard mix can i say a few things uh number one talk forever who gives a shit it's our podcast it's your birthday (laughs) it's my birthday (sighs) Uh, okay number one you can tell it's my birthday because magically I just hit like a twister on somebody that I was training with today. And I go,
0: oh, <laughs> she did not okay. hit a twister. And did. On your birthday, I shout stand for What's wrong with you in Why? your soul? Uh, it
1: was there. And I said, I'm just going to take it and I'm going to do it. And it was against somebody who should know better. He's a 10th planet person. And I was like, mm, <laughs> OK, well, this is a gift okay. to myself. No, I'm comfortable with that. 10P on 10P <laughs> crime. Yeah, you're yeah good. absolutely. All right, so that's number one. Number two, let's address this one. You asked how old I am. No, no I didn't. I, was I said having... I can never remember. Having... <laughs> it's so difficult with in a way, you're, In a roundabout way. Yeah, yeah. You are you're the guy in the crowd that when they go, hey, who's read this book? As they transfer to a different topic, they're like, nobody asked that. That's a rhetorical question. Why are you answering it? <laughs> yeah, okay. The routine doesn't work unless I ask somebody if they've seen something. Um, dude. I'm not going to lie to you. The other day, somebody asked me how old I was while we were out drinking. This was after I took a shot. And I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm 37. And the dude's like, oh, man, I'm 38. I was like, "Damn, that's crazy. You look great for 38. That's crazy. Yeah, I can't wait till I turn 38. I got home and I go, oh, my God, I totally told somebody that I'm 37 when I'm actually 38. Holy fuck. I didn't count. The pandemic year, because I didn't celebrate (laughs) it. Oh, my God. And, Kevin, I kid you not, any time we start in the new year. (laughs) No, 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 no. I always, always, I have so many witnesses for this. I always round up. So, normally, if you're in the birth year or the new year, I just always go, oh, hey, yeah, I'm already 39. By January, the fact that I couldn't even remember that last year happened totally threw me off to the point where I was like, I think I lied to that person, and I didn't even know that I did. And here's the worst part. My dad, bless his soul, put a picture of me as a baby, like coming home that they have framed, I know this picture very well, and on it, it is framed as saying, I was born at 717 and... I weighed nine pounds, three ounces. So I started fat. And I want to make sure that people understand this is not a new phenomenon. But my dad was saying, 29 years ago, I brought my son home. And I was like, 29, dude? Um, Actually, it's 39. Oh, God, my dad can't remember either. Shit. Midday, no joke, my dad updated the thread and goes, sorry, everybody, 39. Time flies. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently, both my dad and I cannot keep my age straight. And I just want to point out, I'm in an industry where people lie about their age all the time. But I was either drunk or I'm still having PTSD from a year of quarantine. Your dad said, "Debonair." I'm deeply well.
0: This happened when Vicky was 25. She told me the wrong age. I found out two years later at a birthday dinner. I was like, well, happy 27. Her mom's like, she's 28. It's like, no, actually, I'm sorry. It was the opposite. I was like, happy 28. And her mom goes, Vicky's 27. And I was like, what? Vicky's like, oh, my God. I think I told you the wrong age. It's like, did you think you told me? We've been rocking this for like a year and a half. I did not know how old you are. You're lucky. Um, that's pretty funny, though, because you don't normally mess up the deets.
1: No. And I'm so used to telling people I'm older than I am. It's been something like, well, I was eight and people already thought I was 40. So, you know, I mean, I've had people ask me, they're like, are you ready for 40? And I go, sure. Yes, I think so. And they're like, man, that's pretty old, huh? And I go, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have an issue with turning 40? Because I'm probably going to be okay. you asking me? Well, no, I'm asking. thank God, rhetorical other person. No, I'm so...
0: You're embracing it. You're confident. I am filled, chalked up with regret and anxiety about 35. I was excited (laughs) to make it past Jesus. I don't know how far past Jesus. There's a lot of things happening emotionally
1: for me, but... What if Jesus pulled a Tupac and is, you know, just chilling out, never actually died?
0: Well, I guess according to lore... (laughs) <laughs> that is what we're <laughs> led to believe didn't take us long to get there this all podcast <laughs> Just how, you know, hey, and I... i've got
1: a way to transition to an actual uh, thing that happened over the weekend there were some fights i don't really care
0: shit there Th- were did i lose or
1: win um you did not win fuck
0: this i'll go back and look but all right
1: i'm sure all you can't right uh, we, we basically broke that information last week, but there's some new breaking information I, for a lot of our fans. They saw this. I did not. Um, it involves a friend of the show and before you hear the full story, you know, reserve the judgment. Okay. Okay. So Joe Schilling got into a fight with somebody at a bar. Oh, okay. That's Why?
0: Joe Schilling's a professional (laughs) fight. Did you say racism? Yes. I was talking over you. Go on.
1: No, no. And it's blissful that you were trying to come up with the reason and the rationale first. Because you would think to yourself, like, why is Joe Schilling getting into a fight with a dude? Well, this dude was apparently rapping, might have used the N-word, to the point where a busboy who was black happened to be very uncomfortable. Now, of course, this is all from Joe Schilling's instagram stories which, which is where now we get verifiable fact at this point i know joe pretty well i know that he can have a temper on him but by and large he's not going around just randomly fighting people but he said that this dude was super obnoxious and it looked like he was trying to step to him and if you see the video yeah uh, that's not great but i will tell you though it's not great for the guy joe's right cross still looking as sharp as ever and um yeah okay. dude went flat real bad real quick and there's a real um feeling of pra- across the internet where so was like, it you know, a fight <laughs> or did joe Schilling knock out a racist? Oh, he knocked out a racist. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. I'm in. I'm just surprised. It's just like, well, was Joe Strucker in any way? <laughs> Joe, it's like, no. Oh boy, uh, could you pick a worse person to get that's in a what they're saying fight with? Oh my good god! I'm honestly now thinking, yeah. wow. If racist gonna racist, that you did legit pick the worst choice to do it in front of. Damn. For those that don't know, Google Joe Schilling and watch what he calls a casual Thursday, which is him in two-minute smokers fucking people up and getting fucked up with knees, elbows. Muay Thai smokers are the action. If you're looking for MMA on cocaine, go check out some Muay Thai smokers. Joe Schilling famously of years of violence. Just one. Look at him, Raph. Wouldn't you think this ain't where I racist?
1: The moniker for his gym and his brand is Can't Stop Crazy. Now, I don't know how that's going to hold up in a court of law, but uh, I don't know. Somebody brought up, they're like, is this dude going to sue him? And the answer is probably is a judge going to do anything about it? Who knows? But according to Joe, he definitely spent some time to drink the rest of his drink and then just kind of went on about his way. And he said that everybody thanked him afterwards. So there was a feeling, I guess at the bar, according to his rule, of course, that uh, people wanted to see the dude shut up and he did get shut up. He also may not remember his own birthday much like myself, which is scary to think. Uh, but uh, yeah, cap. Yeah, that was really weird. Like I, and the weird part is, I think it was maybe two days old in the news, and then I think I saw somebody put up a meme about it today. And I go, what the fuck is this about? Oh, oh, is Joe? Is he okay? Yeah, this dude looks like a douchebag. Yeah, I think he punched him. Oh, he did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I will say this, everybody. I recently, I want to say within the past year or so, maybe it's got to be two years, because I think I saw him. Pre-pandemic. I ran into him just in the Hacienda Heights. And uh, I happened to be out there visiting my old man. And I saw him at a restaurant. I went to go say hello. And I didn't want to interrupt him too much. And uh, I went in for the bro hug. I do not think I will be doing that again. Now, granted, I will not be racist. At least I hope not. Fingers crossed. Before I say (laughs) hi to him. (laughs) But now I'm very aware of maybe not. Lead with the bro hug after we've seen what's happened. Sure. Uh, Things can get very well. I
0: wouldn't approach it. It's very important to have consent. These are great rules. These are great Mm -hmm. laws to explain to you. You don't know what person's been through, so you need their consent before you approach them. And people are like, oh, he's talking about consent. That'll trigger me. I'm talking about people with PTSD from Mm -hmm. military experience. And I'm kind of talking about people with a mean right hook and the nastiest knees I've ever seen in professional sports. Mm-hmm. So you just want to be super careful, regardless of which person it is. But it's not always, you know, what people are like, oh, consent. Um, it's thought of in a single context, it's a larger context. It's some um, people talk about it with dogs as well. You shouldn't just approach someone's dog, it's important to get no. consent. Before I go running in and grab Rav's puppy and give him the cheek jow cheek run around like the boom, 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 boom. You know, you got to be careful. You got to make sure they're ready for it.
1: I should mention in the time since we've seen each other, I do have a new dog. So cute. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Pure mischief.
1: She is going to be a lot. Um, Her name is Moira. And ah, she uh, ah, yeah, as Kelly likes to yum. say, <laughs> yum indeed. as Kelly likes to say, she goes, you know, you were spoiled with Lucy and the fact that she doesn't do a lot of dog things. Uh, not such the case with Moira, who today ran out like a bat out of hell when I opened the door to take some trash out and then ran. And the only way I could like connor to come back was to call her name as if i had food and she ran back toward me and i go ah got you and i looked at her and i go oh no this little chihuahua pug whatever she is majority pug she's gonna be angel
0: she seeks the freedom yeah i'll i'll never forget mills went running our little beagle mix and we got him because he went running through texas and got caught in an animal shelter situation not advised he got rescued found him out here He darts out of the dog park when someone opens the door day one. And we're in like the interior of an apartment complex. You're like, oh, great. we'll have another exterior. Q girl opens door, sees him, is like, aww, and holds the door (laughs) for him. He just goes darting right past her. Now he's like one level away from the streets of Denver. Fortunately, uh, no one was there to open the door for him that time and be like, aww. I was like, what are you holding the door for? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. It's like his cuteness. Sees the dog running. It's like, I better get the door. I I mean, (laughs) Midwest politeness needs to be rectified. Anything else? You've been doing some work. I don't know how much you can share about any of the stuff you've been doing. You've just been working with one of my... um, most notorious actors of my life during the late teens, early twenties. Can
1: think I about say something his real days. I, I will, I will tell you, cause I can't reveal, I haven't given it away yet. No, I know. I know. I, I can't reveal the person or the show. I think maybe I can talk about show. Anyway, I'm just not, but, um, and I say this with all, um, whatever it's supposed to be. The way I knew how to interact with this person is in great deal thanks to one Kevin Phillips because the personality traits were similar in a handful of ways. Yeah, I know. I know. But I would say the one thing that really made me kind of have a moment was when he started doing a certain kind of self-deprecation and I would go stop that as if (laughs) I was on the show with kevin to be like we're we're good on that joke we're gonna move on but i should not be doing that to the talent host um who is wonderfully nice um but yes there were a lot of similarities just in the ways that they would approach the joke so it was like producing a show (laughs) where kevin is hosting and i know this is funny to everybody listening to this but it is like producing a show that, uh, you know, if I just took myself out of verbal tab and I was just producing Kevin, that's how you need to imagine this felt like.
0: <laughs> well, from 2002, a commitment adverse man <laughs> frantically <laughs> hits the dating scene after his girlfriend starts pressuring him <laughs> oh, to God. pop the question Who hasn't been there? That's all I'm going to read, Raph. So that's good. all I'm going to read.
1: Uh, actually, you know what, though? I think deadline, published the host. But I haven't said what show uh, I've worked on. Uh, so we'll, you know what? Here's the thing, kids. It's a syndicated show. And maybe it's on during the daytime. So those are your hints. Keep a lookout. Might be mid-July. Also, I just really appreciate the fact, Kevin, that, again, we've led such different lives. I'm going to weave in a topic that is important for us to talk about because it is current. But then I'm going to ask you a little bit about you.
0: You don't want one more description of a movie? Please, go ahead. From 2003, two childhood friends, a New York hairstylist and a would-be musician, get (laughs) caught up with the mob. And are first to deliver $50,000 to Australia. But things go haywire when the money is lost due to a... uh, That's all I'm going (laughs) to read. He's
1: a saint. Uh, yeah. I enjoy that person. Go ahead. Kev. When is the appropriate amount of time between winning a championship and the UFC deciding, you know what, we're going to do an interim title?
0: Oh, fuck. It has to. Okay. Good question. And mm-hmm. this is hard to predict because my gut reaction is six months. Okay. But do I you would have also now for six months, though. Well, can they not fight? Like, if the reigning champion was like, That's it, I'm out. Well, then you Mm -hmm. wouldn't need a reigning title. So, there must be that's I'm trying to do the steps in my head. If somebody said, Okay, I can't fight, my leg needs career altering surgery for the next two and a half years, then you would announce that. I don't know if it's an interim fight. So, I can't think of a situation. Outside of someone is scheduled to fight, but is having some issues that you would go. So even as I'm talking through it, nine months, close to a year, because there has to be some sort of extenuating circumstances that they're not fighting.
1: Well, what if I were to tell you that the heavyweight title right now in the UFC uh, looks like it's going to have an interim title?
0: Who's the current title holder heavyweight would, UFC title Naganu right. okay, hold on, Francis Naganu won the title like a <laughs> minute ago. Who's fighting for what?
1: Uh, I would be uh Cyril and Derek Lewis huh okay, mm-hmm. and they were talking about Derek Lewis having an automatic shot, but here's the thing, apparently, um Francis Naganu. Was like, hey, I just kind of want it. You want me to fight win? Can I have a little more time? I kind of want to like not do it maybe in July, August. And um, that's when they said, let's do an interim title. And I believe, again, I want to emphasize, it's been about three months. So they're just going for it. Now, okay, I'm sorry. Who
0: is fighting who? Because let me Google this. Let's go. Let's start with Francis Ngannou, UFC heavyweight champion. Why Mm -hmm. is Francis Ngannou not? That's, uh, wow, that's hilarious. The place has already erupted with this. So let's just do Francis Ngannou.
1: Well, let me just tell you that uh, they've recently posted up a little bit of sparring between Francis Ngannou's manager and Dana White. Would you like me to read it for you? Yes, please. Okay. Uh Dana White will be read as always in Dana White voice. It's actually like it's an italicized uh version, so get ready for this. It was
0: twenty-seven March 2021.
1: <laughs> it was in March, yes, correct. Yes. A we rematch for yet the yet championship
0: July. between was 27 March 2021 at UFC 260 and got who won the fight in round two. So March 27th. It is July.
1: Yep. Here's Dana White. It's also not July. It's almost July. (laughs) It's almost July, right? Like, this would be a better press story. It was four months ago. It is no time at all ago, though.
0: Like, to get back to the point.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Dana White. This dude is so full of shit, he knows exactly <laughs> what's going on, and he isn't shocked at all, talking about Francis Nagano and his manager, because we told him several times this was coming. His manager is incompetent, and hopefully Francis starts taking a new look at people to help his career. Now, this is Markel Martin, who is Francis Nagano's manager. LOL, complete shock with your decision after we said September was good for us? Complete shock that you guys made threats after less than three months after you were all aware. Complete shock after you knew Francis needed more time? That is correct. I know you're passionate, but you're trying to discredit my integrity when I have been nothing but respectful to you, Hunter, and your entire staff? Speaks more about you than does me. I'm not even mad. I'm actually impressed that I've gotten your attention. Incompetent management? I think I've done, we've done a really damn good job. I think you really don't like the fact that Francis is being represented by not only me, but an entire agency. One of which you cannot control. Hence, and I'm going to tell you this right now. If you're ever talking to Dana White, never use the word hence. He doesn't know
0: what it means. He knows he doesn't like it. He That's what he does
1: now. He has a very bad feeling about it. Hence, why you have people trying to rep him all the time to your benefit, I will tell you what. Let's disclose everything for people to see. Emails, calls, texts, everything. Deal? Because I'm ready to get blackballed by the UFC. I'm not defined by it, you or anyone else for that matter. How's that sound? Sincerely, your old employee, Markel Martin <laughs> thoughts. That's the act in two plays. It is
0: going to get worse for Dana, not better because this is all a ramification is what it, in what is happening in the boxing world. This is a direct correlation from, Hey, how come Tyron Woodley's about to make what he made in his entire UFC career in a single fight against a ball brother. It's only a matter of time before this expands. It already is. You're seeing the cause. You're seeing the people getting in there. There's going to be more than just a few annoying YouTubers. They want to fight. Eventually people just like fighting each other. There is a security blanket. If you do it in boxing, I grant you, but this does root back to the point of why is Dana a cajillionaire And a lot of people that work for him aren't. And that's what this is. This is, you can have me in September when people are back and paying attention, but you can't have me on some random night that you throw me between Reyes versus Proshka and Rodriguez versus Waterson right before Oliver and Chandler fight it out. That's what this is. It's a real direct FU to the way things have been running and the buildup. We've been talking about it. I will tote ourselves here. Cause mm-hmm. this is related to the way they are. This is, wouldn't be uncommon. John Jones didn't fight every four months, five months. Sometimes he did. Yeah. Sometimes it took him
1: six to eight, but <laughs> God, a year and a I,
0: half for probation. I'm on. just saying,
1: I'm going to send you something uh, on Facebook real quick. Uh, Cause I was trying to get an idea of when the last time we've had something like this kind of happen. And guess what? When should you know it, Kevin on this wonderfully uh, descriptive infographic, that I was looking for information on the heavyweight situation. Uh, I stumbled upon a very, very uh, scientific way that they have dealt with a former champion in a lower division, but I'm going to come back to that in a second. If you look on here, it basically is telling us our last interim heavyweight champion was Fabricio, And that was in 2015 when Cain Velasquez won the title in 2013. So that's how long it took us to get a interim title in that division previously. Before that, it was Frank Muir and Shane Carwin being interim title con- uh, holders. Two different ones. And if wow. memory serves me correct, I believe that was during the Bork-Lesnar era. So, Kevin, you saw the infographic I sent to you. Is there something interesting that they did on the infographic on this Wikipedia page on maybe the light heavyweight division that you just kind of noticed there?
0: They cross out John Jones' name underneath <laughs> John Jones' name. It's so good to be like. Why didn't you just delete it? Why is it crossed out? It's just. It's so great to see them go, he did win it, but. We've stricken it from the record. Hence, (laughs) you shan't
1: see his name. That'll show him. Oh man, this is the best infographic I've ever. But you seen. will see
0: his name. It's directly
1: above this <laughs>
0: stricken from the record name. Yep.
1: <laughs> oh man, <clears throat> so this is great. Um, I I should check this uh, Wikipedia page off more than not. So anyway, that division has had. Let's count them: one, two, three, four, four. Am I counting that right? One, two, three, four. Yeah, four, four. Interim champions, none of which really would have come that quickly. Or do they need to? Because UFC has, what, 12 champions or something like that? So are they pissed that they don't have him ready? And I don't think September's an unreasonable amount of time if that manager or representation that was so aggressively, well, you know what? He wasn't bothered by it, Kevin. Let's be very clear. He was just reacting to dana white's uh stance if they were really right though and they were saying that september was a thing how why is that a problem why is september bad he won in march he did win in march
0: that's what is That's six like six months i'm actually I mean, really happy with myself september or i felt like, september? like i was basically breaking part past behavior i can't believe they're <laughs> interim title with their bullshit but yeah can we call do you agree this is them just being like you get you get a
1: trophy you get a trophy it's participation trophies because they don't know how to build talent i mean i would like to know why francis needs more time it almost sounded like at one point i thought i heard somebody saying that he's not going to be able to wait for john jones these are all things they've talked about themselves Dana white has floated john jones And then not floated him. And then maybe thought about it. And then a a number of different things. I think all of us wrote off John Jones. Especially when Dana's like, that's not fucking happening. Which, okay, great. We could still make anybody else happen. The fact that we're going to do an interim title. When in actuality it's just a... eh, Guys, we really couldn't wait an extra month and a half. Eh, It's just really not going to work and you're so we just that's what the fuck is weird here mad at
0: you (laughs) so (laughs) weird uh the ufc it's i can't wait for espn to get i don't know what it'll be but this is fun hey we don't get to do this often i'm gonna make a future prediction moment are you ready for this
1: yes go for
0: it there will be something that triggers the ufc to remove this leadership committee There's enough people now in the pot and in the steak that eventually they will realize it already isn't Dana's vision anymore. And he will, he's going to find himself in a luxurious package elsewhere. And I can't wait to see him start like TFC or whatever it is because he's very petty. Can I, I, I think just, we're getting close, don't you? Yeah, I feel yeah. like we're getting close because his answer sucks, and it's like we're talking about real money. It came out that Conor McGregor is somehow the highest-paid athlete, and next to him is all these other people. Well, Conor McGregor's not winning in the UFC, so fighters are gonna fight, and they're gonna fight where the money is.
1: So I mean, I don't, sure. I don't know what it's gonna take, Evan. I, I just know yeah. that these fighters are. Somewhat at a breaking point mentally, like if they aren't angry about their pay uh, in the old way where they would just passive aggressively mention it in pressers or in interviews and whatnot, I think they're going to find new and creative ways to just get under Dana White's skin. And I feel like that's the hard part is it's essentially the Joker telling people you've changed things like, hey, Batman, there might be more crime now that you're cleaning up shit as a consequence. Oops. That's what comes with the deal. That might be essentially what these managers are telling him. They could know one of two things. One, that they really truly feel it's unfair to the athletes, which we get. Or two, now they know the game, and they know what gets under his skin. And obviously Dana White felt compelled to put on an Instagram post that's like, you dummies, that's not fucking right. And then all, everybody else goes, Fuck you, Dana. It's just weird. And let's be real, Kevin. This is the division where the baddest man on earth, formerly, one, Stipe Miocic, broke the mold by holding the most title defenses that then was ping pong back and forth. And when we talk most title defenses, it's like three. <laughs> Meanwhile, Demetrius Johnson. Hey, guys, this is like my 20th. Title defense. Is that cool? Cool. Big guys punch each other hard. <laughs> Changes every week. Cool. Anyway, I'm just going to keep winning until I go away. And then I'm not going to win. And then people are not going to feel a certain way about it. All right. Let's ask this, Kevin. You were away. You said that you weathered the storm. Mm-hmm. What happened and why? Did a... Um...
0: 3,300 mile, 11 state, 15 day tour with my seven month pregnant wife. We toured, first of all, we took the RV Wednesday night. We drove four and a half hours to Wakini, Kansas. If you've never heard of it. Then we drove four more hours to Kansas City where my parents live. Saw some people and then took off to the south where driving is an interesting conundrum for them because, you know, they don't know how to do it, but they have to. There are signs throughout Missouri that remind you just of the basics, and I think it's a really good thing, and I think Arkansas should try it, Mm -hmm. where it's like, don't forget to use your turn signal for merging. You see it on the highway. Then it's like, that left lane is for passing, and then you'll see a few signs later, Hey, we're all in this together. No need to be competitive. And it's just like, are they subtly reinforcing driver's (laughs) ed to the citizens of Missouri? I love it. Then you get to Arkansas, and it's like, we die at 30. Fuck your face. No one cares about merging. (laughs) Memphis is in three states. That's confusing. The South has a lot to offer, but we only got the heat. On night three in the backwoods of Mississippi, we were staying next to a ruckus party with great taste in music, where I proudly heard the host of the party proclaim, five days to prison, let it roll. Hmm. And I don't know if it was just a funny joke. I assume it was. And it was (laughs) delightful. Or if it was like a we're headed to prison party, but had the rings of both. Then we were in Florida for a week. Amazing. Let's stick on on Five
1: Days to Prison,
0: though. Yeah.
1: Five Days to Prison does sound like a missing Ja Rule-Steven Seagal collab that I have not seen. I'm in. I'd watch every
0: second of that. I also feel like it's a punk rock band Mm from the 2000s. I all want (laughs) to go to the prison. (laughs) So... (laughs) The (laughs) tropical storm rolled in on Thursday okay. night, Friday morning, after we spent glorious days on the beach, boating around the coast, and that's when we ran into some trouble with the RV. I woke up 6 a.m. Saturday morning to the distinct sound of water coming in. It was raining so aggressively during a tornado warning that it seemed like someone was outside spraying a hose into our hood vent, which was coming directly through the oven. The wind had ripped off the exterior cover to the hood vent aggressively. I presume hours earlier. I I couldn't be sure. So I scream at my pregnant wife, we're taking on water like I'm an old sea captain or know what the fuck I'm talking about at all. I start to put on... I don't have any rain gear. I'm an idiot. I forgot like a rain jacket, but I certainly didn't have the gear to protect me from what was going on. It looked like buckets of rain were just being poured over. It was a tropical storm. There was a tornado 20 miles away. But I will get to why I didn't go for cover, Raph, which is pretty Mm. Kansas. It it wasn't within 10 miles. It wasn't within five. I wasn't about to go running into some unified shelter with all these people that were running there. Cause it wasn't close enough, but that was a pretty Kansas mentality. I start to strap up at 6am to go outside and try and duct tape a trash bag or something over what <laughs> appears to be a gaping hole in our RV. And my wife just subtly screams, where the hell are you going? And that's always tough. Cause you're like, you know, out for a stroll. I thought I'd see how the winds feel. I'm going to plug the hole. But I chose a less sarcastic route. And I was like, well, I got to go fix it, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Unless we want to go down with the water in a Titanic-like situation, which is fun, but it's not that cold. So I go outside, and I, I had to do it about four or five more times. And I could send you some pictures of what I had to end up doing while it was
1: monsooning
0: and Mm. did i send you the picture of the monsoon
1: i um the video that you sent was from a dog perspective yes so it felt like a very scary moment in a movie about a dog where you go this dog better live
0: well i just sent you round one of what i did (laughs) Okay. In the rain. And then I sent you how I fixed it after the fact. So round one, I'm like in a ho I'm on a small ladder while lightning is striking near me. And I'm like in a tank top looking like an idiot. Outside my RV while it's uh tropical storming, just trying to like hold a trash bag over this. That flies away. So I was like, okay, I need something less windy. So okay. I went and then got aluminum foil and saran wrap and meticulously created what I would call a bird's nest over it. I layered it. I did a first like ramp inside the little device to try and deter water, and then I put exterior saran wrap. It was cling wrap, and the first piece <laughs> nearly killed me. It went right up, and it was like... This is going to look like an auto erotic asphyxiation situation. It's not going to look good. It hit me right in the mouth. But luckily, the wind also took that. I do apologize for the pollution that happened during this experiment. <laughs> if you're keeping track, it was a trash bag and a small piece of saran wrap that surely stuck to something nearby.
1: Let's be clear, though. The very first photo I have here looks like you're using the same clamps I use for the banner.
0: I was. On the grappling
1: Hour show. So I I recognize those clamps very well. And I will tell you this, as a frequent user of those clamps, they are very good for holding up very thin paper. Yeah. Don't know how they would react with very scary weather conditions happening at them. So very glad to hear you were able to fix it because uh, that would have been a very concerning thing to me.
0: Well, I uh, appreciate that, and I was able to at least quell the water. So, long story short, I feel like my grappling training prepared me. because It was like, breathe, breathe, <laughs> breathe. No one's trying to heel hook you. You're fine. <laughs> it's just water. And then I went back in, just drenched. I was wet for a week and a half. It was great. We came back. Awesome trip, and um, I have also
1: returned to jujitsu as of tonight. I went and trained. Yeah, let's talk about that. Tell me a little bit about that experience.
0: Is there anything more interesting you want to interlude beforehand? Yeah. I guess we're almost at 40. It is time.
1: Yeah, Here's the thing, Kevin. Um, you know, the mother-in-law was here for like a month. Um, Saturday... The fights ended at 4 p.m., so when I turned them on to see the result, uh, they were showing some highlights, but they were interviewing one of the fighters, and I go, this interview is happening backstage. It's a little long for my taste. When's the next fight happening? Oh, they're done. It's 4 p.m. Ah, shit, I missed all the fights. Yeah, I'm not going to go back and watch them, so that's a little spoiler for you kids didn't watch. And I will enjoy this one little thing that one of my friends told me today, which was, yo, dude, did you see all the fights this weekend? There were a lot of crazy fights. Hmm. Right? A lot to watch. Mm. No, <laughs> no, I didn't see any of it. Wait, as in like, you watched like what? The PFL? No, I didn't watch any of it. So this is kind of our, hey, everybody, we're back episode. But also, like, let's be real we kind of knew some of these results beforehand and Andre touchy had a moment where apparently some crazy shit happens in his fight. They have to stop it. Blah, blah, blah. Like that's the extent of something crazy that happened that I can remember. And I'm sure I've seen clips of other things, but let's be very real. Kevin survived a monsoon and lived to tell the tale. And now he gets to go back to jujitsu, which honestly, Kevin, how long has it been for the jujitsu?
0: I've I don't know I honestly no don't remember crap. with pandemic I forgot pandemic year
1: yes because I initially was like nine
0: months I was like yes. wait who did I roll with nine months ago maybe Travis at some point when I went back to Kansas <laughs> like I don't know I, it was so bizarre to think about it. it was because I'm still like trapped in when was my wedding so it was about eight, It was about six months before the wedding. So it's been over a year. It has been a while since I have fought someone from a, this isn't just my grow, growingly older nephew that I use jiu on, which I will say isn't never. It's once every month and a half to two months that I do have to fight my nieces and nephew with real grappling technology. But it was a while.
1: So describe what it was. Where did you go?
0: I went to Isaiah Wright's grand opening at Onyx Jiu-Jitsu. And you should join us. That's O-N-Y-X, Onyx Jiu-Jitsu. You can find it out in Aurora, Colorado. And kismet, though. Right as I moved to Aurora, Raph knows this already, I announced, uh, he announced, hey, we're opening in the gym eight minutes from me. So very easy, quick. Trip down to go enjoy some really quality. We I went to the Ghee Fundamentals because I wasn't trying to get murdered night one, and I did. Um, fantastic atmosphere, good small gym. You'll get the you'll get that personal touch, which I think is is something a lot of us can relate to because I kind of gave it a, a feeling back to when I started jujitsu, and some really high-level instruction because if you don't know who Isaiah Wright is, you should. He's an accomplished grappler and an extremely proficient. I saw him leg-lock the hell out of people, including some people I know and admire. And I thought, you know, I tried to set up some privates with him at one point, and we it was pandemic. And it was like, well, shit, how do we do this? And it was just okay, well, everyone's reassessing everything, so we'll get back to it. And it just happened to be kismet that it worked out. But I survived is the big thing. Much more focused on safety now, Raf, than mm. submissions. So this is a shout out to you. I felt like I was channeling some defense. I had some good classic RAF side control defense moments where I was obviously in bottom
1: of side control. Can I give you a little preview of what's coming up on the grappling hour soon? Yeah. Okay. What if I were to tell you? that we brought back a game where we give a submission card that they pick from a deck of cards to a guest and we allow them to try and hit that submission on me. Oh, I'm in. What if I were were to tell you that (laughs) I wish we've already named it. (laughs) Uh, What if I were to tell you that one of the participants is a former combat jiu-jitsu champion? Oh, Daniel
0: Martinez.
1: No. Oh, but let's one? I named one. I feel like I should. Get there, there's points. many others though. I think Dan would really actually jump at the chance cuz I have insulted Dan a lot on social media. Uh, so that's one of them. The other Hmm, what do I say about this young man? The other competitor who's doing it is uh, kind of a beast. He famously might have been punched in the face. Yeah. One of the Texans? N- mm-hmm.
0: I'm just guessing people that were punched in the face. Everyone's been punched in the face. My bad.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh Well, you, you could say that, but I will tell you, I will give you one big hint, which is it was not the guy that Joe Schilling hit. So somewhere between <laughs> maybe Tackett, but definitely not the dude who got KO'd by Joe Schilling. So that's coming up very soon. Very excited for that one. Can I also say this, Kevin? One of my good friends, one Michael Frosto, is opening up his own gym, hey. and it is called New Ground Jiu Jitsu, and it is in Sherman Oaks. Now, kids, if you're looking to beat me up, I highly, highly encourage you to go do it. He's about to open up on uh, June, or I'm sorry, July first. That is going to be the opening of the gym. There's going to be a grand opening on July 11th. So on a Sunday, if you're in the Valley or the Sherman Oaks area, we invite you to come get some rolls in, enjoy yourself. I'll have more information on the next show. But if you're looking for really good jujitsu in the Valley, go here. You can look it up, newgroundjujitsu.com. You can DM me. You can ask me about it, whatever it is that helps you. Super happy to do that. And, Kevin, I can also tell you, over the weekend, there was a really, really fun uh, submission underground that was almost done within an hour's time. And then guess what? They had an amazing, amazing match between Amanda Lowen and and Raquel Canuto. And it was so good. Like, the tournament was fine. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Apparently, we're going to get somebody who's going to challenge Mason Fowler. But that match, real good. (laughs) So, um, those are my big highlights for everybody going on right now. Um, But that's it, Kev. I think what happened is we took a little bit of time off and now we can hit the ground running and we can give you guys the over under Kevin next week that you want for the big Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier rematch that they're telling us you better watch. So I am in better watch
0: it. I don't know why exactly. I don't know what I'm supposed to get out of this, but I'm in
1: all they're doing right now is after every fight night, they do the following. Man, those were great fights. But you know what other great fight is coming up? Man, can't wait for this one. Connor and Dustin. Tress. Mm hmm. Well, go can't watch wait. Fightville.
0: It's a film from 2011, and I'm a Dustin Poirier man. So we'll see how I gamble on it. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> well, wrap anything else? I'm back to trading Onyx. Isaiah Rice to gym. Check it out. You're also back to training. You didn't really leave. But it seems like you're going to be a little more stationary. Can't help but notice. I finally am training with someone who's a little more known for the leg locks. What do you do? Head on over to somebody that's also pretty versed. So. Well,
1: that's going to be it, I think, right?
0: That'll do it for us tonight outside of hap. Happy
1: birthday. Good night, and thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is